0: Welcome to Postmodern Africa. Today we have with us Honorable Ali Gabi and we will be asking him some questions regarding um, Africa, Northerners in Nigeria, and basically the social values that we hold dear. I would like to thank you so much for making it the time out to meet with me. My today. pleasure. Absolutely. Um, so I'd like to start off with a very simple puzzle that I've been that I've been have had on my mind for a while. So you meet an average um, Nigerian today, a young Nigerian, and you have. First, you see them on one hand, they're wearing uh, a dashiki um, trouser. Mm -hmm. Like one of those colorful ankara trousers, and they're wearing a, a, a white shirt like mine, mm-hmm. and then they and then they have a cross on or you meet a young girl, for example, she has a hijab on just to, you know for religious sake, and you ha- she has a, she has her jeans and then maybe a floral and ankara shirt on so you have so what I'm saying is like if you look at a young African today we have all these different um things playing on the person as, as to who the person with and all competing for sort of. Authority over who the African should be. So what do you think about that?
1: <laughs> well, first, thank you uh, uh, for taking the time out to uh, want to hear my own opinion uh, about uh, these contemporary issues. Um, for me, I'm a traditionalist. Uh, so if I'm wearing a dashiki, it will be a dashiki all through. If I'm wearing a kaftan, uh, it will be a kaftan all through. Uh, but... The genesis or the crux of the matter, the genesis and the crux of the matter is the fact that we have a a myriad leveled confusion in our own society. First, who are we as a people? Uh, If you want to reduce it to the Nigerian space, who is a Nigerian? Mm -hmm. What defines a Nigerian? Mm -hmm. If you want to relegate it back to the northern space, who is a northerner? Mm -hmm. What defines a northerner? What defines a Northeasterner? Yeah. Who defines a Northeasterner or a Northwesterner or a North Central person and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. So we have a crisis of identity as a nation. We have a crisis of identity as a people. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it modernization? Maybe. Is it civilization? Mm-hmm. I reject that because we were civilized before this contextual civilization was thrust upon us. Mm-hmm. But what is the issue? The issue is, uh, in my opinion, is confusion. Uh, we have no idea what trajectory We want to chart out for ourselves. Mm. Uh, We are myopic. We don't see ourselves in the next two years, three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 100 years. Mm. We do not. Then we are confined to a space. Again, let me come back to the Nigerian space. Uh, Where, for example, what I hold as sacred in my village is taboo in someone else's village. Now, how can we now chart out a national identity uh, from that? Exactly. So we have to be honest enough to accept the fact that we are different. And therein lies our strength, one. Two, we must also contend with the fact that there are many, 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 many different modernities. There isn't just one modernization. Mm. Just as there are many, many, many layered civilizations, there isn't just one civilization. I give you an example that I'd like to give, and we have had this discussion with you. The northerner in Nigeria has had a relationship with northern Africa and the near east Mm. for the last 820-something years. You can speak Hausa all across. You can speak Arabic. You can write in Ajami using the Arabic scripts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can transact business. You can marry and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Even put Islam aside. Yeah. Uh, my relationship, our relationship with the Western world spans just about 100 and years. Maximum, let's even say, let's be generous, 200 years. Mm-hmm. But then again, we find ourselves now taking this new civilization, not because we want to, not because we choose to, but because we have to. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, everything that is traditional is not seen as modern, so it is not fashionable, therefore it is not good. Mm. Forgetting the fact that it is not everything that is modern that is good. The problem we have now in the northeastern uh, north part of Nigeria, Boko Haram, etc., cetera, etc., mm. et it's a push and pull effect of the quest for identity. Yeah. Who are we? So it's not working for everybody. It's working only for a select few. Yeah. And the majority are denied an option to exercise their right to choose who they want to be. If I want to wear a beard, it's my choice. Mm. If I want to hike up my trousers, it's my choice. Mm. But don't tell me I cannot wear a beard, nor can I hike hike up my uh, trousers, because another set of laws dictate that certain people that do these kind of appearances behave a particular way, hence they are deviant to the society. They are anomaly in the matrix, and they are people that should not have any operational space whatsoever. Of course, the natural tendency is for the normal human being, to want to resist. And that resistance now varies. Some would resist by words, some would resist by dance, some would resist by song, some would resist it violently, unfortunately. And this is not justifying any, any deviant mm-hmm. behavior. So there has to be that space for you to identify with who you want to identify with. That choice should be there, locally and nationally. If I want to wear kaftan, I mean, we have reached a, p- a stage now in our collective evolutionary process where even the kaftan, which is traditionally northern, has been hijacked by a certain part of the country. We're beginning to look like them. They used to want to look like us. Now we're starting to look like them. When you go to weddings now, an anomaly before where you would find in-laws and sons-in-law and daughters-in-law lined up for photographs or to even occupy the same space, now we're cutting wedding cakes and taking uh, pictures and, uh, with selfie sticks. And then you would have where before there is no integration whatsoever apart from where the religion, which is the culture, Mm -hmm. permits for integration. Now we dance shoulder to shoulder with our mothers-in-law and we spray money. That is not us. That is not our culture. That is an anomaly. And the reason why we'll keep on having what we would define as social vices within our own contextual Mm -hmm. space is because these things are alien to us, but they are normal somewhere else. So unfortunately, an infusion of these things into our own society, of course, will breed. We don't know how to handle them. Mm -hmm. We didn't know them 50 years ago, 60 years ago, hell, a a, a generation and a half ago. All of a sudden, they're here now. How do we deal with them? Of course, we cannot deal with them. So we need to be confident enough to assert who we are. I am for full self-determination. Every people should have the right for full, complete, total Mm self-determination, as long as it does not infringe on the freedoms of others. Now, for the Muslim, fortunately and unfortunately at the same time, once you become a Muslim, it subsumes your identity. Islam is a way of life. So your lifestyle becomes Islamic. Your tradition becomes Islamic, which is probably why we have similarities with the countries, with the part of the continent that I, I... Exactly. But then again, there are do's and don'ts. There are certain things that are acceptable. There are some that are frowned at because they would lead to things that are totally unacceptable. But then you find this modernity, this civilization, this quest for new identity, yeah. not only uh, saying these are better than those, but trying to enforce them.
0: You are, you are educated. Mm-hmm. You're an educated man. Mm-hmm. You, went, you schooled, mm-hmm. I assume, you, did you school abroad at No, everything in Nigeria. So everything you, in I, Bauchi. Brilliant. So, um, everything you, local. You, well, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's brilliant. But... Mm-hmm. but then, um, mm-hmm. But the fact that you sort of have this Mm -hmm. great understanding Mm -hmm. of that modernity Mm -hmm. that allows you to then Mm -hmm. critique them. Mm -hmm.
1: But they give you the tools. No, no, they did not give me the tools. The tools are always there. Knowledge is universal. Knowledge belongs to no one. Knowledge belongs to everyone. Mm -hmm. The vehicle for the delivery of that knowledge is what can now be customized. It is a Japanese way. It is an Indian way. It is an English way. Now, you and I know, maybe you're too young to know, but your father would know this. Before you earned the right to go to secondary school, yeah. you would have finished reciting the Quran. This is our tradition. Yeah. And if you choose to memorize the Quran, probably in your early 20s, you would have memorized the entire Quran. This is our tradition. Yeah. But unfortunately, these two traditions, our traditional tradition and this modern tradition, are not allowed to coexist side by side. So I have a choice, I have an option there is no longer an option. The constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria defines someone who does not know how to read or write English as an illiterate. Mm. With all the knowledge that I can have, Islamic or any other type of knowledge, if it is not Western, I cannot use the knowledge that I have to get a job in Nigeria. Therefore, I cannot compete in the same space with someone whose natural inclination is to head towards that direction. Options. Now, talking about the tools to have this communication and whatnot, we had a civilization long before these things came. These things were the seeds for the development or the uh, innovation of these new technologies Mm -hmm. were planted hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of years ago. No one can claim responsibility. No, no, No one can take ownership. And we will continue to evolve, and things will continue to be simplified. And the more simple they become, the more complicated they will also become. Yeah. For example, before, during the times of the Holy Prophet, wasalam, or shortly after his death, or thereafter his death, for you to find someone who is a, a scholar of note on uh, a, certain, a certain component uh, of Islamic jurisprudence, maybe you would have to travel from here to China. You would spend 10 years, 30 years before you return home just to come and bring one verse or one and one, one sentence of enlightenment. Now you have information at the speed of light. That's a good thing, but it is also a bad thing. Now, it is a bad thing if you're not grounded in who you are, if you're not comfortable in your own identity. Yeah, yeah. If I get on the internet now to search about the Quran, I can tell what is a fake Quran and what is a real Quran, as opposed to someone who does not know what Quran is, yeah. who is trying to find out about Islam on the internet. Or you find uh, cyber, cyber evangelists who will t- tell you to tilt this way or to tilt that way. Mm. Before you know it, you've been recruited by uh, some terrorist organization. Mm. Now, but if you have the grounding that you should have, one, responsible parenting from home, responsible parenting as defined by your own civilization, not as defined by someone else's civilization. Spare the rod, spoil the child. This is our tradition. This is our civilization. Children are children, parents are parents. There is no juxtaposition in the two. But you have a civilization that allows the children to become the parents. And then when they turn out not so right, you blame the children. So there are issues like that that we must contend with. There are evils in our own tradition without a shadow of a doubt like the Al-Majaranchi yes. scourge. There is no doubt about that. There are things that should be tweaked. There are things that should be revamped. There are things that should be discarded. And this is what Islam sought to do, to discard with anything that, that uh, is oppressive or repressive, yes. anything that will cause harm to someone else's psychological well-being or physical well-being, et cetera, et cetera. But things are not done the way that they should be done. We have one social studies. Mm. So how can I tell your story from your history from my own perspective where probably I am the villain, you're the victim. Yeah. So whose story am I going to tell? Sure. So we need to know who we are as a people. How many of you know about Sardona Otafa Balewa? How many of you know about my Maladi? How many of you have traveled the north? How many of you know the history of Osman bin Fodio, or how he came? how the Sokoto Caliphate was set up, mm-hmm. or the Kanamborono Empire. How many of you know that? Mm-hmm. Now, you cannot be partial and teach only that in secondary school. You have to teach uh, how King Jaja of Opobo came, how he sold his people to slavery, etc., etc., etc. So, we have to take ownership of our own curriculum in order for us to define what we want for our collective future.
0: But don't you think that would be setting us back?
1: No, necessarily. Here,
0: here's why. No Here, here's necessarily. my analysis mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of staying on this, Uh well, who were we before they Uh made us this? Because colonization deeply Uh changed. Uh Nigeria as Uh a country did not even exist. Uh So to talk about like this entity Uh that we have Uh and say, well, let's study the pre-colonial in order Uh to understand ourselves Uh now. Do you think that would work because there was this huge
1: no. change in like, studying studying, like, studying studying we were not we were not savages living in caves and trees before the colonial you know, masters not, came not, 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 right. right right we were we were we were educated we were enlightened we were transacting business with the rest of the world mm. we had a system of governance and it worked for us But we were secure in who we are. We had an identity. Mm. So if I say go back, I'm not saying go back and discard your linen shirts and so on and so (laughs) forth and wear the turban and and walk barefoot. No. I'm saying go back to our traditional core values. What defined you as a northerner? Before, if a northerner says something, his word is his bond. Mm. Go back to our traditional values. Why are we all clamoring around Buhari? Why? Everyone would tell you you would hate Buhari, but you would say the man has integrity. Buhari is not an exception in the traditional northern structure. It is the norm. We are supposed to have integrity. We are supposed to be honest people. We are, f- we are supposed to be upstanding in character. What changed? So roll back to that point. We abandoned responsible parenting. There is absolutely no doubt about it. Without responsible parenting, mm-hmm. there cannot be moral la- la- reduction in moral corruption. Mm-hmm. When children use or allowed to become the parents, when children take care of the parents... The parents lose the moral right to hold children accountable. Simple. If a mother goose, a duck, chicken is moving before, the mother is in front, the hatchlings are behind. She sees danger, she stops, she covers them. But you are now saying the hatchlings should lead. They don't even know what they lead. The dangers in front of them. Of course, they're going to jump into the stream or run into the mouth of an uh, open mouth of a dog. So tradition and religion does not allow that. Now, in the West, this is a tradition, a civilization, where you reach a certain age, mm-hmm. your, your parents send you out of the house. Mm-hmm. That's not who we are. That's not civilization. That is ba- barbarism as far as we are concerned. Your children are your children for life. You are accountable. Yeah. Or your daughter will go on a date in another country. That is not who we are. When we were growing up, if our sisters were going for a wedding, let's say from Gombe to Bauchi, the whole house shut down. Shut down. The mother, the aunties, and everybody will go with her. And they will go and stay in a family's residence and come back with her. But today what? What is happening? Civilization. A mother will show the Ashobi for the girl, get a plane ticket from Gombe, put her on a plane, and send her to Lagos. And she'll probably stay in a hotel. No accountability whatsoever. So when she starts drinking Benilin with Codeine, whose fault is it? You've allowed a child who should not know as much as they should. Children must be protected. I have seven kids, six girls, one boy. I wanted seven girls. I can see it playing out. I can see it. And with all this stimulation, external stimuli, technology, uh, whatever, it it is so difficult to keep an eye on kids now than it ever was. And it is only difficult because we refuse to do the traditional. We refuse to take those institutionalized uh, concepts, precepts, that predate this Western civilization, domesticate them, maybe adapt them a little. Mm. And we took something entirely new. Even our architecture. Our architecture now is purely nucleated. It is for you, your wife, your two kids. Mm. What is Nigerian music today? There is no Nigerian music. If li- What is his name? Wizkid or whoever is singing, you would think is uh, Lil Wayne or whoever. There, there is nothing. It's, it's the same. It's the same. Nollywood is evolving gradually to give us what they feel we should want. Do you remember the days of Kasumiro and, and, and so on and so forth? Dan Wanzam and so on, like, uh, uh, and then the Yoruba versions of those? Yeah. They're finished, they're, they're, in, uh, they're, they're finish their ending in our quest for modernization. Even furniture, even furniture, if there's a leather, leather couch here that has character, that has been owned by this family for the last 20 years, yeah. imagine you get a little bit of money in your pocket, what you want to do is throw it away and bring in something new from China. All the character, the history on that sofa, your father sat there, your grandfather sat there, probably your great-grandfather sat there, you throw it away, and buy a new fake leather, synthetic leather seat couch from China. This is symptomatic of who we have become as a people. We're not consistent, and the most dangerous person in the world is someone who is not consistent. The most dangerous place to be in the world is a place where there is no consistency. They talk about poverty, hell yes, we've always been poor. But we had poverty with dignity. But civilization eroded the dignity. So now you have weaponized poverty, which is poverty devoid of dignity. Mm. So we're trying to live someone else's life. Of course, if you give me your shoe, it's not gonna fit. You give me your shirt, I will have to make alterations. I'm not saying modernization within the Western civilization construct is wrong. There are some good things to pick. There are some processes that have been simplified. Uh, arithmetic, mathematical processes, physics processes, chemistry processes, etc. etc. Yes. But should we take it hook line, hook, line, and sinker? Absolutely not. And this is what we are trying to do. But how do we exercise that discussion? St- we need to stand up and be honest with ourselves. We can't just take it hook, line, and sinker. No. We have to unpack it. It's like software. Every single year, the Nigerian state, the African states, I think with the exception of two or three, spend horrendous amounts of money buying off-the-shelf software. SAPs, the oracles, and so on, and so on, and so forth. Only for you next year again to either have to renew the licenses or to buy the newer uh, version. Mm. Imagine if we started buying open source. Yes, it will cost more in the beginning. But it's a one-off purchase. We have the intellect. By God, everyone knows we do to tinker with it however we want. And then we might end up producing what not only would be for our own uh, internal consumption, but we might uh, sell outside. But we don't do that. So these are some of the issues, in my humble opinion, and I'm sure I'm wrong, but (laughs) but the quest for identity starts with the self, pure and simple. It starts with the self. Then it cascades to the the household, uh, next house, the community, the society, before you know it. But we have to be very honest with ourselves. Things are not working. Why are they not working? Answer that question. Who is making it not to work? Answer that question. June 12th, for example, a posthumous GCFR was given. (laughs) So, maybe if we ever have an Igbo president, that president would now feel, ah, Ojuku, GCFR. The Ijoman comes, oh, Isaac Boro, GCFR. You understand what I mean? So, we are taking an alien version of uh, recognition. And uh, Superimposing it upon our own value system to the detriment of who we intend to become in the future.
0: Now, let's, let me complete the puzzle yes so that's one part and mm-hmm. it's sort of been eroded and it mm-hmm. sort of came with mm-hmm. the modernization mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and it mm-hmm. sort of came with that mm-hmm. now on the other hand these same people who bring this baggage of mm-hmm. um, um this thing uh, mm-hmm. of who bring this thing of female and why we should stop it mm-hmm. and they make it very compelling mm-hmm. for it. oh yes they do on, on, yes on, they do on the other hand they come up with they come up with something which most nigerians reject like lgbtq rights yeah and then they're like, well,
1: it's still the same thing. The person should have the freedom to do what they wish No, no, no. You cannot, you cannot impose your freedoms based on your own perceptions and your lifestyles on me. You cannot. It's like, it will be like trying to put a square peg in a round hole. It can't work. You can have your LGBT rights. You can do whatever. I have nothing against gay people. But just don't do it in front of me. That's just it. Gays have always ex- existed in, in, in our society, but it is not something that is flaunted. It does not mean they never had any rights. You need enlightenment. Enlightenment is different from education. Mm. Now, if you had an emir, the, the difference is one, you need to sit down and be taught. The other is to be shown. Enlightenment, you, you show by example. Education, you need to sit down to be taught. Pure and simple. Mm-hmm. So if you had an enlightened emia, which we have had m- many thousands of, Talking about female genitalia mutilation, which they have, uh, go check, ask your father as a scholar, as a historian, even here in what is currently uh, Nasarawa state. So it's not something that is, would I? Nobody has ever had their genitalia mutilated in my family. Mm. Nobody. It's just an ultra-conservative society that has its own rules of, sets of rules of do's and don'ts. Mm -hmm. And it is the reason why we succeeded in our own definition as a society. Pure and simple. Everyone has their rights. Mm-hmm. You have the right to worship whatever you want to worship. You have the right to do whatever it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe people who are even preaching against homosexuality are homosexuals in their homes. Mm-hmm. But you are looking at the collective good, the collective psyche, the collective consciousness of the people. So we raise the collective good above the individual. Correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Correct. Right. Correct. That is the- Correct. I, I, I subscribe to that a billion percent. Yes. For the good of the society. Mm for the good of society the collection the collective the singularity can be questioned yes
0: mm. now the next thing i would like to touch on um is the issue of and it still sort of relates to this and it's the issue of um, the non-governmental organization there's always like
1: little fan, fan yeah, fan yeah, print yeah, yeah, that you yeah. must ensure yeah, yeah. but the fact of the matter is it's a simple thing now you know the adage he who pays the uh, piper dictates the tune if you are taking money if you are going to dine with the devil what did what is not, uh, use a very long spoon so if they give you their money you must do what they want mm. it's like signing off your own liberties or signing off uh, it's like selling your soul uh, to the devil uh, almost uh, there's a contract so, do we really need a proliferation of NGOs? In my opinion, no. Mm. And may Allah reward him for this. A well, day before yesterday, I gave, donated 200 houses and for each household, 100,000 naira. It is not much in the scope of things. It's going to be tax deductible at the end of the day. Mani yeah. before he became a congressman as a boxer, uh, I think built 1,000 homes mm. for his constituents. But it is symbolic. But look, the problem here is in the Northeast. A Northwesterner came and donated to the Northeast, where we have the likes of Atiku, a billionaire, T.Y. Njuma, a super billionaire, uh, Alim Sharif, another billionaire, uh, Indimi, another billionaire, and you can go on and on and on and on and on. (laughs) Imagine if these people were to come out to say they would do what they are supposed to do. What NGO? What NGO? It is like if our clerics decide they want to eradicate violent extremism, not Islamic fundamentalism, Violent extremism. Imagine if they decided they wanted to uh, exterminate it. It would have been extinguished a long time ago. It's just like if the politicians decide they want to do the right thing for the people, it would be done. But unfortunately, we rather sit down with our long beards and gray beards and bald heads in a room and some young white boy or white girl will come and order us about and tell us what to do from their own perspective Mm. of how they view the problem. But unfortunately, we rather sit down with our long beards and gray beards and bald heads in a room and some young white boy or white girl will come and order us about and tell us what to do from their own perspective mm-hmm. of how they view the problem. It's like Eba and Obono. Nobody can make Ebba and Obono that will be sweeter than that of the indigenous people to whom Eba and Obono is food. You understand what I mean? Right. So imagine if we take the reins and decide to do the right thing. Imagine, everybody admires when uh, we succeed. Of course, success has many parents. uh, And uh, failure, as they say, is an orphan. But we have not even been allowed to fail on our own terms so that we can learn and define what success would be in our own words, unfortunately. We're buying Super Tucanos, we're spending close to $500 million. They won't get to Nigeria until 2020, 2021. So already the people selling us, the Super Tucanos, expect this war in the Northeast to continue till 2021 when these aircraft will come, by implication. And it is our money we're giving them, yet they give us aid. How about instead of giving us aid, give us the tools we require to fight whatever it is we're fighting, instead of giving us the money only for you to sell things to us, So the aid goes back plus interest. And look at Meduguri now, for example, the proliferation again of NGOs. Where rent was 50,000 now, you can't find rent for 500,000. The cars that they are using, only the high and mighty use. A field worker gets injured, one of the white ones, and uh, is air evacuated and so on. The local one goes to a local hospital. So is NGO, uh, uh, CSO, the new wave of... uh, colonization, perhaps, but it's not a good thing, in my opinion, with a few exceptions, of course. There are traditional NGO partners like the Red Cross. These are traditional partners. These are people, these are entities that have been with us through thick and thin. These are entities that can stand on their own two feet, no clandestine uh, agenda, Uh, and it is not a money-making venture. They don't need your money to do their work. They just need the space, right? But at this stage, uh, who knows?